0: welcome back to body talk with bex this week is the second half of my interview with cameron let's just jump right into this week's episode And your, your parents have always been just open and, you know, always discussed with you everything.
1: So they kind of, how do I explain this? They let me talk about it when I wanted to. Like, obviously they explained it to me when I was a kid, but I don't remember. My dad, a lot when he would explain it to me, though, would draw pictures, like just to. Explain it a little <laughs> bit better, even though I had no idea what he was saying. And I was just like, that's uh-huh, really cute yeah. though, drawing pictures. <laughs> they, yeah, it's just, it made more sense as a kid to draw stuff like that. And he'd be like, these are ureters. He's like, you don't have these or something like that. Like, however, it would be explained to a kid. And um they let me come to them. So, like, if I was just like, why am I wearing a diaper? Like, I just knew like not to talk about it, like in front of people that I knew to only talk about it with my parents. That was very clear from the beginning. They were like, you don't show anyone your pull up. You don't tell anybody about it. Like basically like it doesn't exist, but you still need to be like careful. I knew that from a young age right away, but anytime it came up in conversation, like it would, I would always be the one to address it. I don't know how exactly. I'd probably just be like, why can't I wear underwear was probably the question. And then they would explain to me why, but it was, they always let me come to them unless it was like really like severe where I was going for a surgery or something. Then they would talk to me about it. But usually I think that's really the best them. way to do it. Cause it kind of
0: creates that like open channel of communication where you feel comfortable asking them. And like, they're, they're going to give you an honest answer. Mm -hmm. So you kind of like learn, like, if
1: I just ask, they'll tell me. Yeah, they were very open talking about it. It was never like, well, we can't talk about that. It was never like that. And even my sister too, she was very supportive. Like she still is like super supportive in the whole situation. So it's always nice to have that too. And also my parents didn't really know, you know, because my sister doesn't have it, but I do. That's like Kylie, like her older sister doesn't have it and her younger brothers don't have it, but she does. So, and no one knows why it really happens necessarily. I mean, I've asked my doctor multiple times and he's like, it might be something to do with one of your chromosomes, but honestly, we don't know. I'm like, well, that's nice. Maybe not in our generation. (laughs) No, sadly, but I mean. Right, it's what it is. It wasn't genetic for me. It wasn't genetic for me
0: either. But I have an older brother and he doesn't have it. And I'm the only person in our family that has it.
1: Me too. So I just, it literally just came out of nowhere. No, there was no preparation or anything like that. But as I got older, I asked more questions because I was able to understand what was going on and why I couldn't do certain things. So a lot of times like about the bathing suit thing, I would like break down and my mom would have to explain to me like, if you want to go, it's one phone call. And I'm like, but I'm not ready for that yet. I just want this to be over. And then even like after my my big surgery, like I had multiple breakdowns still, especially when I still had like all the tubes and everything. I was like, why am I like this? Why was I made like this? Basically. And my parents were like, we're so sorry. Like, I don't want to say I was mad at them because I can't be mad at them it's not their fault but I feel like they were my only outlet and I probably like I don't know I feel like I was so mean to them like I specifically remember one night I think it was the night I came home from a dilation or something like that maybe and I was just like why am I like this why was I born like this why me all this stuff just like going at them like so angry and I was like you don't get it you're never gonna get it and they were like we're sorry like this is just sounds terrible but this is just how it is like you kind of just have to deal with it (laughs) but they said it a lot nicer than that (laughs) but it was just I don't know I'm sure you had those like moments too oh yeah I think I had a lot more
0: as a teenager yeah as a kid I was just sort of like happy and didn't really care all that much yeah but definitely as a teenager I got I don't know if I really verbalized it a whole lot but I definitely internalized then like wondered
1: why yeah yeah it's I don't know and like I don't blame my parents for not putting me through the surgeries when I was a baby because so much Mm -hmm. has changed in technology and I know They might still be working on it. When I was like a kid, they were trying to work on cloning the bladder. I don't know. I don't think that's happened yet. But they were they were working on that. I mean, now I don't know what they would have done for me then. Probably like what they did now. But I don't know if they would have known how to make a neo bladder. Who knows what kind of technology they had
0: at the time and what would have happened.
1: and I might have had to go for like multiple procedures yeah. because, you know, your body's developing, your bladder's growing, things might change. So it was just, although it sucked, <laughs> it was my best bet to wait until I was old enough to make the decision myself. Because it just, it also was just such like a transformation period for me in general. Like the person that I was prior to surgery is not the person that I yeah. am now like post surgery. And like, people say that to me all the time. They're like, you are... And not in a bad way. They're like, you are a totally different person that it's like, it's great. Like I'm so much more open and so much more like knowledgeable about the subject and just like, just a whole different person. And I don't take things for granted as much because honestly, like if I went in for that second procedure, I just literally died on the operating table. So it's just, and then like not long after surgery, so I was operating on in April, I was still pretty sick. October, my sister and I were on our way to school and we got into a really, really bad car accident. Like the car was totaled completely on my side of the car. Like I was in the passenger's car was completely totaled. And I'm like literally surprised that we made it out of that car alive. So even after that, I'm like, oh my God, I value things like so much more. So it's just like little things. And also being in that accident could have caused a lot of harm to my bladder. Like it was still very new, you know? So we were also worried about that. Like I went to the hospital and they're like, can you like check her out and everything like that? And thankfully I was completely fine. Not like a scratch on (laughs) us, but a lot of stuff just has happened since the surgery. And it's like, I, I don't know how I'm alive half the time. Like I think about it and I'm like, everything that I went through, how did I make it out of that? (laughs) Cause between the severe depression I had between the operations between the car accident and just like everything else like I don't know how I did it and how I'm like here to talk about it and that's a good thing but it's it's just like you don't yeah. I don't really take life for granted as much that. as I yeah. did yeah crazy year well, do you crazier. have plans in the future to have that last surgery or I would love to obviously it's a dream to be continent but with COVID it's really hard because obviously I want my family there in the hospital with me and it's yeah they have a lot of restrictions still so again it's livable I'm kind of just dealing with that but yeah I would love to go for that sometime soon within like the next two years if possible I want to try to not like knock that surgery out and like not have to yeah go for any more surgeries that would be really nice because although I love John Hopkins, yeah, like, no one wants to go for another surgery. It's just like hanging over right. my head all the time. I'm like, oh, I still have to do this because if COVID didn't hit, right. I definitely would have had it. I know. So, and it's been three years and I haven't had the surgery. So, but I'm just happy that I got the surgery when I did because yeah, you're lucky you really did get it COVID. <laughs> when you did. Yes, because I know somebody who had the surgery during COVID, and I was like, "That must have been horrible." <laughs> like, I can't imagine going through everything that I did on top of COVID in the hospital. So like, so much more stress, ten like times worse. and I was literally, wow. Yeah,
0: I was literally a year off. Yeah. So good thing. And you're still and working on trying to put weight back on as well, right?
1: Yeah. At the moment, I'm like. 90, 91 pounds. So I'm very close, but it's also like, yeah, I just need to gain weight. <laughs> I'm a very, very small person. So I need to just kind of put that weight back on. And that's very easy with the way that I eat. I'm surprised that I didn't gain it. by now. But besides that, I mean, I'm very close with Kylie. That's why I keep bringing her up. We're like, we're like this. We're besties. She's helped me a lot. She was like my rock through all of this because I had my parents as a support system, but talking to somebody you barely know, she literally called me one night and she was like, Hey, and she explained who she was. And from like that moment, she was like, yeah, I'm here if you need anything. And yet she's on mission. And she was just always there for me and helped me through so much. Cause I remember talking to her. We talked every, I think we talked every night or like every Monday night or something like that. And she was like I'm here for you and I would just vent to her I would cry to her and it was just so nice because she's like I totally get what you're going through and I never had that and she still is now no like we do this together we do a yeah we do a support group over zoom once a month we skipped the month of June I think or July June like no one can make the appointment and it's the days vary but we try to meet at least once a month and there's so many people that we talk to like people from everywhere like we have someone in Alaska that comes on and just like all over the place it's really nice to just like get everyone together and honestly half the time we don't even talk about anything medical we just catch up on our lives but if we do want to talk about something medical it's very easy to because you mentioned something yeah everyone's like oh yeah I've gone I think I'm gonna join
0: for the one in August
1: okay you should I think it's on the 12th so yeah Yeah.
0: I've also never been to a group
1: like that before so it was so scary the first time Kylie and I were like freaking out like we were literally like on Zoom before. We're like, oh my God, this is so scary. But afterwards we are like, that went great. Like that couldn't have gone any better. Everybody felt so comfortable. And we just had like a huge, just random discussion. People were just throwing out questions. We, I don't know how to explain it. It just felt so like welcoming. And I look forward to it every month. I'm like, oh, I get to see like all my friends and everything. It's just a different yeah. feeling. Like you feel so safe nice because all those people too right. don't have anyone to talk to. So to have someone to talk to, it's nice. And it's also nice because I feel like we're, even though it's very small, I feel like Absolutely. we're like making yeah. a difference a little bit because I know if I had something like that when I was a teenager, I yeah. would have loved it. I felt like I wasn't alone like I was for all those years and it's just a lot of people say that they're like I feel like I'm not alone anymore like it's so nice like I didn't know that everybody like not everybody but I didn't know there were a lot of people out there like this I'm like yeah I didn't either yeah (laughs) and so I think it's something that I've talked about
0: with a few people that like there's a lot of us out there we're just like also spread out from each other Yeah, but, like, if you put us all in a room together, there's a ton of us.
1: (laughs) And, you know, like, we don't just do, like, bladder extrophy, other, like, bowel. I forgot what the other one is called, but we do a lot of, like, other bowel issues, too. There's people there with, like, literally everything, so it's, it's very, like, welcoming very just nice I feel so like I can't stop smiling when I get off the call basically I'm just like this feels so good and if I could just like help one person then I feel like helping a lot of people if that makes any sense I don't know it just feels really good especially like I want to give back because like Kylie did so much for me so I feel like doing this with her not only is it nice because I get to see her but it's just like I don't know I can't explain the feeling. Yeah. It's just, maybe you'll see it when you come, but it's just such a good feeling. And we have new people come like every month. Like there's always more That's and more people every month. And I'm like, oh, you know, it's really nice. I don't know. I guess they're finding out through oh. like, the Facebook group or something like that. But it's just, it's something else to just do that. One, one of the meetings, we had significant others come on. And they were able to talk about their experiences and everything like that. So it was, it was nice. We try to like bring on like people. So whether it's your significant other, we would want to do parents maybe one time, but we haven't like done it yet. I know Kylie was talking about having like one of her doctors come on and talk. So I was like, yeah, that would be perfect to ask questions for. And we might record that session maybe. So we just like have it. But yeah, we don't usually record them. So it's totally like private. whatever you say, it's like unless like you know someone says something, but it's it's a safe space. And we say that too, we're like, we don't record, so you could feel completely comfortable. And then Kylie and I also offer like both like I say say to everybody all the time, like if you don't feel comfortable talking in a large group, contact Kylie, contact me separately, and like we'll hop on a Zoom. And I'll just like talk to you because I know like it's a scary situation sometimes. People don't want to like put everything out there right away. Huge group of strangers. So we definitely offered that in the beginning. No one did it, but it's always there. We always say like you could contact us whenever. If you just like have a question or you just want to talk, you want to vent. Yeah. You know, I'm sure it's nice to just
0: like have the option. I mean, if anything, it's just, like, demonstrating what a safe space it is. Like, even if no one takes that option, mm-hmm. like, just having it available.
1: No, we try to also not make it so serious either. Like, we have fun, like, we play games, and we'll just, like, talk. People bring their pets on. Like, it's, like, every. It's just good. Like, it's just a little bit of everything. And you hear stuff that, like, you wouldn't even think of like I know, and when I was listening to your podcast too, like everybody gets the females mm-hmm. at least get UTIs, and that's like a huge issue for everybody. And I'm like, really? I don't get UTIs. Wow. So I don't think I've ever had one. I don't know. I I was talking to my mom about it the other day, and I was like, Yeah, I don't get UTIs. It's a very common thing in this medical condition, like. Why? I mean, I'm not mad about it, but, like, why? And I think it boiled down to, she's like, you drink a lot of water. <laughs> and I do drink a lot of water, and I don't cath or anything vaginally. Oh, but you can still get so UTIs through the Mitrofinov, because I've had them
0: through there before.
1: That's strange. Then. I don't know. Maybe I'm just <laughs> one of those people that doesn't get it. <laughs> or, I don't know, maybe I'm just, like, very, like, sterile and... <laughs> Cause you have to be too, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you're very sterile in this situation. I don't know. Yeah. No. One. It's so I'm celebrate really about it. It's just people talk. about. It. Yeah. People are like, "Oh, I got another UTI again." I'm like, "No, is there something <laughs> wrong with me? Like, am I not getting them?" Oh. So, yeah, but that's like a really common conversation that we have. So. Yeah. Definitely relatable. Like, there's literally you're like, "Oh my god, you go through that too." Just like little stuff, and we talk about relationships and you know everything to do with that judgment just like everything so it's just it's nice to have those conversations because again like it's hard to have those kind of conversations with family or at least in my situation it's hard to have those conversations with family Mm -hmm. because they don't go through it and it's a whole different situation yeah I mean it's hard to
0: really empathize when you've never really been through it
1: Mm -hmm. Like my parents are so like supportive about that and everything and they try to be, but again, they, they're not going through it. And even as like a parent with a kid going through it, I commend them because, you know, I can only imagine how it was when I was born, like the whole situation. Like my mom said, when I was born, when she came, like when they came home from the hospital, I didn't come with them. Like I had to stay at the hospital because, like, I was operated on and stuff. She's like, that was the hardest Aww. thing in the world to not come home with you. So, and I felt, like, terrible. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. But I can only imagine, like, seeing your kid, like, so innocent, just, like, go through this. And, like, they didn't ask for it. And you didn't ask for it. And it's yeah. just, like, a whole big mess in that situation, you know, unless you've kind of been through it before. But they they hadn't they had no idea what this was they heard of it and they just were very confused they did research obviously but I mean yeah you barely hear about this even now unless you're in the community but like you don't hear doctors talking about this it's not in textbooks like and if it is it's like a one paragraph thing and it's like no it goes far beyond that like there's a lot of other things that go along with it like you have the mental part of it like the physical part of it, just like the social it part of it, a lot, it yeah. it's a lot, <laughs> you know. I mean, so I just wish that they did more research on it because it's annoying that they don't and that we yeah. still don't know why this no, happens. to No, I agree. Us. Definitely.
0: Were you able to ever go back to college? Yeah. Have you finished or?
1: Yeah. I am in my last year of college. I start in the fall, so I'll graduate <laughs> in May. God be willing. Um, And yeah, I I transferred colleges actually because I just didn't like the other college that I was at. So it was a good excuse to transfer also. So I'm in school. I am an education major. So I want to work with like K to three. So I'm currently in school just doing like my clinicals for it. So I go into classrooms and this semester I start not fully, but I'll start teaching in the classroom. And then besides that, I have very random minors I have. I have them, also my school is like pretty known for it, but I have a minor in Jewish studies and Holocaust and genocide studies. So it's like very, very random, but yeah, I kind of just put my all when I went to my new school because I was just like, I hated my other school so much. <laughs> and I it just felt so welcoming. Like even one professor, I'm very close with her. My sister and I actually like went to her house like a few weeks ago and like spent the whole day with her. But she like welcomed me into that community. And she's so understanding about my medical. I basically like just opened up to her right away and I told her like everything and she'll constantly ask me like are you going for your next surgery and I want to know when you get your next surgery and everything like that so it's nice to have people that aren't family treat you that way because I consider her like my school mom she's even like oh yeah like because my school is like an hour from here and she lives like five minutes from the school she's like even if you have to you could spend the night here I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. I trust her (laughs) to creepy (laughs) it. She's had kids before. Like, her and her husband are so sweet. And she's just like, yeah, you could spend the night if you want. Like, you would have your own bedroom and bathroom and everything. And I'm like, oh my God, why are you doing this? Thank you so much. But it's really nice to just have people like that because I've encountered people that judge you and they don't even know you like I've been referred to I don't know if you've ever been referred to like this but I was referred to as the one with the problem before Mm. and it hurt so bad because it was somebody that I hadn't met they only knew of me because it was like very very distant family and when they asked and they didn't even try to like ask it like subtly they literally asked it very loud they're like oh is that the one with the problem And I'm like, is that how I've been referred to this whole time in the family? Like, am I the one with the problem? And it just hurt so bad. I cried so much after that. And it was just like, why would someone do that? In the education field, when you talk about somebody and like their medical or their disability, it's like you put their name first. So like if someone had autism, you'd be like, oh, you wouldn't say like an autistic person. You'd say like, oh, a person with autism. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, why would you do that to me? I don't even know you. You don't know me. We've never met before. And you're going to refer to me like that. I don't know if they knew that I heard them say that, but that hurts. And even my mom was like, yeah, she has a medical condition, but it's not a problem. Like, it hurts when people... I've never... I've had someone else refer to me like that before, but I knew it wasn't, like, intentional. It was just because Mm. I don't think that they really understood what they were saying. But... I mean, it doesn't make it hurt any less, but I kind of knew where it was coming from. So I was yeah. like, okay, like I'll let that one slide. But so. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's always stuck in my head. <laughs> no, it's okay. It, it was a few years ago anyways. It's not like it was recently, but it's just nice that like you would have like yeah. people like that, that don't talk like that, that actually have Well, a heart and I think it's also <laughs> awesome that people just
0: aren't educated so, on how to actually refer to people who have medical conditions and,
1: yeah. Like some people might be like, Oh, it's not a sensitive <laughs> topic, but I don't know why <laughs> no, I know. I know that it is what I'm saying. Like some people might not think that. And I know when I've like, and not like talking about it like this, but like when I've had to talk to people and explain the situation, I get so emotional when I told my boyfriend's parents, which I only told them recently and we're together two years I literally cried when I told them and their response was like the best ever. His dad, like we were at the dinner table and I told them over dinner and I was literally shaking and like squeezing my boyfriend's hand like before. And I was like, can you try to bring up the topic? I don't know how to bring this up. And he was like, guys, Cam has to tell you something. And I'm like, wow, way to to be subtle. (laughs) So I explained to them and I literally just broke down while telling them and his dad got up from the dinner table and like walked over to me and hugged me and he was like we love you no matter what kid like and I was just like stop (laughs) like why why are you being so nice to me and I also waited so long to tell them because again Mm -hmm. I wanted them to know me for me and not my medical. Like when when I think of somebody like I don't think like Kylie for instance. I'm not like oh Kylie she also has bladder. I'm like Kylie my best right. friend. Oh, yeah. She has bladder extrophy. But I didn't want them to think like, oh, I don't know if I want to say my boyfriend's name or not, but oh, um, our son's girlfriend, she's the one with the medical condition. I wanted them to meet me, fully know me. And then if they want, judge me on the side for that. You know what I mean? Not like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. I'm Cameron. Right. Here's my life. <laughs> So that's why I waited so long also to tell them. And I explained that to my boyfriend. He was like, no, like that totally makes sense. And like, i was literally going through anxiety the whole week leading up to telling them. I was like, I just think it's time. You know, summer's coming. I have a pretty big scar that shows when I wear a bathing suit. I don't want to have to hide it all the time. And they were totally cool with it. And then he was like, well, if anything, just tell them it's a shark bite, you know? It's right. <laughs> It's shark yeah. week, you know? <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if you, like, your situation, I don't want to say your situation is different, but you don't cast there anything. So do you, like, how I do you mean, people if you do? Open about
0: things? Honestly, I don't normally, like, really, yeah, I don't really, like, disclose, disclose. to people. But, like, if they ask where the scar, scar comes from and things like that, then... I'm usually pretty honest about like, oh yeah, I grew up with bladder atrophy, and this is a scar from the surgery I had when I was 11. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. 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 Throat, That's kind of what more. I do.
0: And usually people are pretty cool about it. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I guess because I just like grew up like not telling anybody, like it's takes me a long time to tell somebody if I really want to tell them. And then otherwise I'm like, they're not on a need-to-know basis yeah so why you know like it's just yeah I don't like
0: things I'm currently struggling with like I won't (laughs) obviously tell them about my trouble at night and stuff like that like I save that kind of stuff for my closer relationships Mm -hmm. and that that type of thing
1: yeah I feel like which like your situation is so good. Like you don't have to cath there or anything. So it's like, when it comes to explaining for me, I'm like, well, like, especially like explaining to his parents and stuff. I'm like, well, I have to cast. So like, God forbid, there's an issue, you know, like, I feel like that's why it takes me longer to like, want to tell somebody. Cause I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm literally telling them how I pee. an uncomfortable conversation like, to have. Yeah, but I also thought it's important for them to know because I spend a lot of time at my boyfriend's house and he still lives with his parents. So right. God forbid I can't get my catheter in at their house, which thankfully has never happened. But if it did, and he's like, we got to go to the hospital and we're running out and they're like, where are you they going? And we're know. like, oh, we're going to yeah. the hospital. They're kind so, of on a no basis. So that's also why I like disclosed to them because I just, like we recently went on vacation with them last weekend. and- so I was like, it's, right. it's important that they know. Go off a bit, anything. Nothing happened, thankfully, but still it's important. So really just my family knows, my boyfriend's parents, only his parents know. I didn't tell his brother or anything like that. And like doctors and very, very close like friends. So like my best friend, no. And that professor I'm very close with. Yeah. I consider her like family anyways. Besides that, I'm very like private about it. Like this is the most like what's the word to use, verbal, yeah. I guess, about it that I've been. And I think that's why I was so nervous. I feel okay now, but it's the unknown. And like, I know you're not going to like be mean or anything like that. Cause I listened to your podcast already, but I was just like, it's just scary to put it out there because even like on social media or anything, like I don't like put that out there, anything like that. So like literally like right. nobody that I grew up with knows. So it's like, if they hear this, yeah. they know, but it's doesn't really matter it's a big step though but I'm happy that it happened it's kind of yeah it's just like not like oh it's time to be open about yeah. this but like it's also educating people so that's another reason to be it's open educating about
0: people it. It. it's so. connecting people kind of the same way that the zoom call is I think um
1: yeah I mean it would be so cool if like whoever decides to listen to this podcast like it's like oh I want to go on the zoom call like that'd be awesome or you just like you know more people will reach out to you because of this and want an interview because I when I was listening to yours I don't know how to pronounce her name the woman from Scotland that you yes Christine I like just finished listening to that podcast yesterday I think and I was like oh my god she's like all the way across the world almost and like it's so cool that you reached out to her and she yeah, was the first person yeah. that you That was really to. cool. That's like
0: I got like goosebumps just because I was like, I can't believe that someone all the way across the world has the same condition and has had such similar experiences. It's just kind of mind-blowing to think about.
1: It's just crazy that it took you to make a podcast yeah. to meet somebody like that, like with your condition also, that like you – And obviously it's not your fault or anything, but like that you hadn't met somebody sooner. It's cool that it gave you the opportunity to do that. And now it's opening you up to more people. And if you come to the meeting, you'll meet more people. Because that's how I felt. I was like, okay, it's one person. And then like, I met a bunch of people and I was like, there's a camp for this every year. And there's more people. A lot. (laughs) How many of us are there? I don't know. And it's just like, ugh. I don't, it's such like a good feeling, but I can only imagine that must have been like mind blowing for you. You must have oh, had yeah. like so many questions and. It has been, yeah. It's, it's been like a really, really cool, cool meeting story. people. Yeah. yeah. I'm happy that you're able to meet people because of this. I just it again, it's just a really good feeling. Just yeah. Knowing you're not alone, because, I mean, even like through hospitals and stuff, like you never came across anybody not, else. Not with, with me. I mean, everybody I was in the hospital with
0: had, I mean, other things going on. I mean, even after I had surgery and like shared a room mm-hmm. with other inpatient kids, they all had different things. None of them were bladder extra few people.
1: That's just wild. I don't know. Maybe it was also the hospital that I went to. Like I didn't meet anybody, but like. When my doctors would talk to me, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, like we just operating on somebody else with it. Like it, it's very common in this <laughs> hospital." And I'm like, "Why am I like yes. the one?" Yeah, like <laughs> I, I knew
0: my doctor but, but, um,
1: specialized in bladder atrophy
0: and like specialized in females, but I just never met any of them. <laughs> it just sucks
1: that it's. I mean, I guess it's good because I wouldn't want more people to have to go through what we're going through, even though it's not like the worst thing in the world. But it sucks that our community is so small, even though it's really not. Yeah. But like, you get what I'm trying to say? Like it's like so small that you don't hear about it. And I hate to even relate this to it, but like you hear about cancer a lot. Cancers like they have like hospitals, like St. Jude's and everything. So it's like if a kid saw that on TV, they're like, oh, I know more people have cancer even though it's horrible and I hate that I'm even relating it to that but and are we're nothing like cancer but you're know, right we're not kind of isolating like that. yeah that's like the perfect word honestly we're we're isolated and obviously it's not for any reason but it, there's such a smaller population of us that yeah we're not publicized annoying because it's like people then hear about it and they're like oh what's that meanwhile it's something that people should be very much aware of especially that it's a birth, it's a birth defect I do if you want to say yeah. defect I don't think that's a defect but yeah like a medical condition that you can be born with. Yeah, absolutely. I are, mean, even
0: doctors and, and nurses at hospitals that don't specialize in it or anything. I feel like I, I can't even count how many of them I've had to explain to them, like what bladder fee is or like what a mitraffinoff is. And it's just like, shouldn't even just like a regular nurse be educated on what it is? Right. Like we're not that
1: rare. <laughs> yeah. They should be. Yes, we are but again like we were saying before like it's like a paragraph in a textbook and it probably just gets skimmed right. over because there's not that there's much like, information oh this is it. the thing moving on <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know it's just frustrating like that because again like when I had to go to the hospital my local hospital after my major surgery they were like wait what did, what did you have done you have a neobladder now and I was like yeah how do you not know what this is? I mean I I was probably one of the only people who walked in there with it. <laughs> Let's be real, but I mean um still as a doctor, you should know what this Definitely. is. They have to do something about that. I don't make a make us have like a chapter or something in a textbook, even though I don't <laughs> No, I don't no, think. No, but there's enough that to, much much to be us a chapter. I
0: mean I've done A lot of research for the podcast, and I found enough information that I think collectively, if you pull everything together, (laughs) I think they could definitely have a full chapter (laughs)
1: of information. (laughs) They probably could. It's just like, I guess they don't see that on that high of a priority on the scale, as opposed to something that's more like autism or... Or something like that, which sucks for us, but that'll change. Hopefully, at one point in the near future, we will have an answer of why this happened to us because it there has to be an answer, like it's not just like this happened because it's not like it happened to one person, it happened to a bunch of people. So, again, I think my doctor said be like my 16th chromosome or something. I think there was like something wrong with it. It didn't maybe like fully develop and that's why this happened. But like there had to be a trigger. Like was it something that our mothers did, didn't do? But then again, my sister doesn't have it. Yes. And Kylie's siblings don't yeah. have it either. And no, your no. sibling doesn't when have it. When I was it. reading,
0: it sounded like something in the second trimester, I think. That like doesn't fully develop. And that's what causes it, mm-hmm. but like I don't know what it is that causes it not to develop. So
1: I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's what they have to figure out. <laughs> They're like something yeah. didn't develop. Well, we just don't you know Thank you for coming it. on and
0: talking to me about your experience. Did you have any other anything else you wanted to say? Or
1: yeah. of course. Thank you. Um, trying to think. I mean. Just for whoever's listening, just know whatever condition it may be. It doesn't have to be bladder or extra faith. You're not alone. There are much more people than you think out there with your condition, and you're going through the exact same thing that you are.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Body Talk with Bex. I hope you enjoyed the second half of my conversation with Cameron. If you did enjoy this episode, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts at. Also consider becoming a patron on patreon.com. And you can also check out the website and pick up a sticker or two if you don't want to join Patreon. If you'd like to share your story or know someone who would... I can be contacted through my website, www.bodytalkwithvex.com or on social media. Thanks for listening.